It's not too often that a guest shows up with their own intro music. You do not want to miss this episode with Robert Kennedy III. Are you an entrepreneur who's looking for motivation, strategy, and tactical guidance on taking your business to the next level? Do you like surrounding yourself with action takers who know what it takes to win? If so, you're in the right place. My name is Josh Thomas, and I'm your host. Join me as I speak with some of the greatest business minds on the planet. Welcome to the Do Zone. In the end, a vision without the ability to execute it is probably a hallucination. Steve Case. DC Tribe, Josh Thomas, glad to have you here. Make sure you don't miss another episode. We want you to follow and subscribe on Apple or Spotify to this podcast. Also, if you're looking to better understand how you get stuff done, head on over to dozonedna.com and take our proprietary personality profile assessment built specifically for busy entrepreneurs. It'll show you how to build your world around you for optimal performance. Once again, that's dozonedna.com. Today's guest is Robert Kennedy the third. Robert wants to live in a world where people are no longer afraid to confidently tell their stories, and they can also eat Reese's peanut butter cups for every meal without any repercussions. Sounds epic. His work as a keynote speaker and trainer in the area of leadership communication has led him to work with organizations such as the U.S. Coast Guard, Barnes & Noble, Panda Restaurant Group, AARP, Comscore, as well as appearances on local networks like Fox 45 and CW24. Robert, welcome to the Do Zone. Say what's up to the tribe and tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Well, before I do that, I break the rules all the time, man. How about we do this one more time and you just say, ladies and gentlemen, introducing Robert Kennedy III. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing... Mr. Robert Kennedy the third. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Ooh. Come on. Ooh. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Bring it. All right. That's right. <laughs> listen, yeah. man. Listen. That's my pump up. That's how we enter the room. That's how we bring the energy to the space. How you doing, man? I'm doing, doing awesome. Yeah, doing listen, I, but before we even go into the question. I gotta say, I, you probably don't have a lot of post editing to do because your voice is so awesome, man. You're like, welcome to the do zone. This is Josh. Oh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, uh, I would love that. There it is. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I need like a little soundtrack. Will you come be my like, sound mixer? I don't know. I don't Whatever you want, man. Whatever you, I mean, it's so sexy, dude. I mean, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. What was the question again? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so distracted. I can't even get started. I know. I know. So this is a podcast about taking action. This is a podcast yeah. about doing stuff. This is a podcast about productivity, right? And so yeah. what we really want to know every time that we bring a guest in is we want to some we want to know something. Tell me something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that, that maybe most people wouldn't think of. Do more by doing less, right? I, I I'll use an example from my business. Um, I run a speaking company, a training company, and it was not until I decided that I was going to not do trainings on a specific day of my week that 
I was able to get some more stuff done. We were able, we were just, people would say, hey, can you do a training on Monday? Sure. Tuesday? Sure. Wednesday? Sure. Whatever. And I'm just doing all of this stuff. It wasn't until I said, you know what? I'm not doing any more trainings on Monday. And it was hard at first because you're like, dude, you're leaving money on the table. You're saying no to money. But when I decided that day was going to be my strategic day and I only allowed four days for the other stuff, for the training, I time blocked, or I, I boxed certain things and I found that I was able to get so much more done because I was more strategic with my time. You know, uh, that, that is, that is fantastic. And, and I actually followed in your footsteps on that. Uh, I, I take a lot of, uh, phone calls and that's, that's how I do business and yeah. sales trainings, those sorts of things. And it was just basically carte blanche, you know, like just, just fill up my calendar or money-making opportunities or whatever. But, yeah. uh, it wasn't until I blocked off Mondays and for the most part Fridays as well, that, yep that things started getting better because I was able to reserve that energy for yeah. those times. And, and I've heard that time and time again, especially guys that, that have that uh, extreme mental exertion for whatever it is that they do, whether it's sales, yeah. leadership, training, et cetera, blocking that out makes a huge difference. Why do you think that is? It's a matter of focus. It's a matter of control, claiming your time. I say, I think when you're doing when you're exerting energy all the time, especially if it's something that you love, um, you don't get time to replenish, rejuvenate, or strategize. And I know for me, if I'm always training, when do I do the sales work? When do I do the planning work? When do I do the the ideation um, to create something new that somebody else either doesn't needs or has not heard of in the way that I'm shaping it? You know, I don't get a chance to do that. So in order to really be of best value, in order to be really the unicorn in, in your space, you need that time away to create that, to craft that. And um, sometimes that's that, that means uh, setting aside the Monday. And sometimes that means, listen, I need to go on a personal retreat for three days away from family, away from everybody else, so that I can have that energy to get more done when I get back. That's right. Yeah. I, I call that my, my one man corporate retreat. That's it. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. it. And there's, there's a, there's actually some science behind this, uh, what you're talking about. Uh, and there's a concept of what's called task switching. Yeah. And, uh, it's a very simple concept, but it basically says that there are all these switches in your brain, just imagine that your brain was developed in the fifties and, you know, computers <laughs> were the size of rooms and there was like this guy running around, like turning on levers and stuff. And yeah. so if, if you are performing one task, then you've turned on a certain set of switches and you're performing this task. And then all of a sudden you have to go and do something else, let's say for an hour. And it's just a quick switch. It's a quick task, but what we don't realize is your brain has to turn off all of those switches that were on for that one task. And then it has to turn on all of the switches you need for the other task. And that, number one, it takes time. Yep. And number two, it costs energy because it requires effort to turn those switches off and the other ones on. 
And then when you go back to the original task, it's not like, oh, I could leave these on. No, you have to switch. You have to repeat the process in reverse. What ends up happening is it creates fatigue. Yep, exactly. Decision fatigue. Yep. And when we're fatigued, we can't concentrate. We can't focus. Back to that guy who has a high mental exertion. If you're wasting energy, if it's leaking out the side, then you can't get it done. I've got I've got back-to-back calls all day, but I've got this 30-minute window. I guess I could record a podcast there, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wishful yep. thinking, VA. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> so, uh, so Robert, you've done a bunch of interesting things. Uh, one of the things that uh, that I I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, what you do and who you serve here in a minute. But one of the things that that you are a big advocate of is your signature story. And I, I want to understand, you know, we can talk about what a signature story is at a high level, but but why is that so important? What happened in your experience or what have you seen or discovered that led you to understand that this was something that was so important for someone? Well, we just came off talking about fatigue and all of the different things that we have to do. And what happens in society right now is we have so many different options. People have so many different things bombarding them from a marketing perspective, from a an education perspective, from a shopping and options perspective. There's so many different things. So how do people differentiate between you and everything else or everyone else that is on the market? Right. And so they have to associate you with something. People do business with people they know, like and trust. So how do they get to know you? They they learn something about you. They learn something unique about you. They learn a story about you. Right. And when they are able to learn a story about you and associate that story with you, that really pulls them into your orbit. And if you have products or I don't want to turn this into just sales, but if you're able to solve a problem for them, they are more likely to go with you because they resonate or can relate to the story that you've told. And so I, I believe a signature story is important because it, it's it's a point of association of an experience with you as well as a, as a solution. And and so it's not necessarily a new concept, but it's something you're a champion of. Yes. Uh, and so take me back to the moment where you started to develop the idea that, all right, this, this is the key to success. Uh, is this a, was this a personal uh, kind of revelation on your part or were you seeing it happening out in the workplace or tell me more about that? It's a, a bit of both. I think I, I was seeing some things happening in the workplace but I wasn't seeing the good thing. I was seeing the, the bad. I was seeing hmm. where there was just this mishmash of information and nobody was differentiating themselves. And I, I remember going to a, being invited to speak at a, at a conference. And I was trying to decide what I wanted to speak about. And I decided that I wasn't going to share some super, you know, complex concept. I was just going to tell my story. And the story that I told was about how when I was young, maybe about two, three years old and being told by some people external to my family that I talked too much. And so I shut down mm. and I was known as a shy kid for most of my childhood, all the way up until I was about 18 years old or so. And then 
um, you know, went through a sequence of events and was able to look back and found that throughout my life, there was this common thread of communication. And so the dude that was told to shut up is now the person that teaches people how to speak. <laughs> right. So I shared that. And at the end of that, the testimonials that I got, there were people that came and said, oh, my gosh, that's totally my story. I'm so glad that you shared that. I, I I don't know why else I came today other than I feel like I was I was supposed to be here today. It wasn't just coincidental. I was supposed mm -hmm. to be here to hear that story. And so um, I recognize the power of sharing a personal story, but also repeating that story at different conferences because every time I tell it, it resonates with people and it connects to what I do as a, from a communication perspective. So people are like, when they think about what's your why behind why you speak or why you do what you do, that's, that's my why, because there was an experience that was at the foundation of it. That's a great story in itself because yeah. it, it helps us really understand why this is important at all to you. Forget about whether it's important to us. Now it makes sense why a signature story is important to you. And uh, and you were able to experience something that in human beings, we, we crave that storytelling, that relation, mm -hmm. being able to understand, like, I know this experience, this is me, that guy's speaking to me. And it, and it goes all the way back to, you know, tribal times of, you know, this is the way that we passed on our history yep. for millennia was through storytelling. And so it's a way for us to reflect not just on where we came from, but who we are inside and and where we're heading in a way. I don't want to get too philosophical about it, but <laughs> no problem, man. But but that's where it's what what it's about. And and so this one experience, and and I had a similar one. I I can share a couple of details in a second, but uh this one experience that you had when when people started coming up to you and saying, I needed to be here. This is exactly what I needed to hear. This is exactly who I am. Now, that's not everybody in the room. No. But it was some of them. And yeah. tell me about why was it more impactful that you reach some of them deeply than everybody on a superficial level? Well, I think if we think about Brendan Burchard has the saying, he's saying at the end of our lives, we want to know three things. We ask ourselves three questions, questions. Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter? <laughs> right. And so in that room, there could be a hundred people in that room. But if there are three people that say, Hey, what you shared reached me, resonated with me and inspired me to do something different. Mm. Right. That, that means to me now that the experiences that I went through were not just because somebody hated me or wanted to cause me pain. There was a reason behind it now. Those experiences have purpose. Those experiences matter. And so, you know, whether that's one person or 50 people telling me that my story mattered to them, it's it's important because now it validates, it brings purpose to everything that that I've experienced. You know, I, I almost, I, I always open up every episode with a quote and I chose for this episode, I chose Steve Case, who's the co-founder of AOL, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. And I gave that quote at the beginning, but I almost chose this other one. I'm going to go ahead and give it to you because I think it's appropriate. 
the quote is from Tom Preston Werner, who was a co-founder of GitHub. And the quote says, when I'm old and dying, I plan to look back on my life and say, wow, that was an adventure. Not, yeah. wow, I sure felt safe. <laughs> wow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm going I'm I'm to take that one. I'm going to replay yeah. this episode and use that one, man. I'll send Fantastic. it. I'll send it over to you. I got you, man. Don't worry. Yeah. So, it, you know, I had a similar experience. I didn't necessarily tell my story per se, but I had an opportunity to go and stand up on a stage in front of 450 people. And uh, it was the first time just me solo in front of those people for 20 minutes. Like, whoa. All right. I'd been up uh, to, you know, reinforce a pitch. I've been up on panels. I've run panels. So I was no stranger to the stage, but this was my opportunity for it to just be me. And I was instructed to kind of reinforce uh, selling this mentorship program that was uh, part of the company I was representing. And, and I wanted to do that, but I just didn't feel like it made sense to just tell them the details anymore. You know, like you already got the facts. You don't need the facts. Let me tell you a story about the 2,500 people I have spoken to in the last five years who were at the exact same place that you are right now in this journey. Let me tell you what I've learned from having 2,500 conversations with somebody just like you. Let me tell you where they are. Let me tell you how they think. Let me tell you the words that they use and the justifications that they have for staying where they are. And I didn't have to write a word of that because I lived it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And and I didn't have to explain it because they were living it as right. well. And it was the least rehearsed, the least prepared, uh, and the least experienced that I've ever been, but it was the best received mm. by far. I had people just like you walking up to me and saying, man, I really needed to hear that. You moved me. And I thought that was so fascinating because all I was doing was feeding back to them the thing that they had already given me, but I was telling them a story. Yeah. And that's what made the difference. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. I love it. I'm right there with you, man. So, hey, let's do this. A little transition. We'll get into the do zone diagnostic and crack open that beautiful noggin and see what, how that brain works. You okay? Yep. Let's go. Let's make it happen. All right. So five quick, quick questions here. Just the rapid fire. First thing that comes to mind. Number one, what's one thing you do that keeps you focused on your goals? I write them down. I got I've got this book or this this tablet, this super note that I write things down on at the beginning of the week and every day during the week. And it really kind of keeps keeps me keeps me locked in and focused. Love it. And how do you get back on track, Robert, when you lose that focus? <laughs> People <laughs> having accountability partners. I've got a mastermind group. We meet every other week and we go through what we were up to, what we were about and we keep each other on track sometimes i fall off track and they're like dude remember you said you were doing this let's get back and it's a great lead into the next question which is who is your support group and how do they keep you accountable 
Can yeah, you dive so into I'm, that just a little bit more? Yeah, yeah. So I've got there's there, there are four of us in in my mastermind group, and we've been together for man about four years, and we meet early on Monday mornings. <laughs> and so what we do is we ask each other four questions. The questions vary. Sometimes it's the one that's always there is the, the money goal because we're in business, right? What's what, where are you money wise and what are you doing to, to, to grow the next time? And then we ask each other different things to cut, to keep us on track. But, and that's, and that's my main group. But of course I've got other supplemental groups that I connect with groups of men um, because I'm not just this, this monolith. I'm not just this, this one, one layered person. There are different layers of my life. There's the financial, there's the physical, there's the spiritual, um, there's the family. And so having people in each of those areas that can either share from a mentorship perspective or from just a, a common experience perspective is helpful in, in, in getting the stuff out of my brain as well. Kind of like ongoing therapy. Awesome. <laughs> and, so, and, and so along those lines, Robert, how, how do you approach a difficult project that you're not sure how to complete? Wow. Um, well, there's, it's, it's a high brain, man. It's, it's the power of multiple brains. I don't assume that I'm so brilliant that I have all the answers to completing something. So, I mean, I, I used to just butt my head, head against the wall and, and try to power through stuff. But these days, you know, as you get a little bit older, you, you're kind of like, yeah, I don't need to do everything. And so I, I begin to ask questions and, you know, there's a, there's an old proverb that says there's nothing new under the sun. And so whatever problem I'm having, whatever challenge I'm having, somebody's encountered it in some way before, and I can gain some wisdom from that. Excellent. Last question. What is the number one pro tip that you would give to someone looking to get more stuff done in less time? Wow. Um, <laughs> and this one's kind of a cheat. Don't do it all yourself. <laughs> Delegate it. Delegate. <laughs> Get somebody else to do it. You be be the CEO of your life. Be the 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 chief operations officer. Um, you don't have to execute every single thing. Hmm. Excellent. So, tell me a little bit more about uh, what you're doing now. I know that you have several several books that you've published. Uh, and I know that, uh, you have worked with and coached some major companies. And so who, who is your target audience? Who, who would be a great person to reach out and connect with you? And, and, and who are you looking to engage with now? Well, these days, if you are a real estate agent, real estate broker, work with a real estate association, you are my target audience. What we do is we share with agents, brokers, and associations, how they can present more effectively, how they can communicate more confidently, how they can use storytelling as the basis or the foundation or the framework for all of their communication. Because ultimately, you don't want to just share information. You want to create messages that move people to action. So that's me in a nutshell. Create messages that move people to action. Yeah. I love it. And, and so real estate agents specifically, why, why real estate agents? Well, because uh, number one, I was a real estate agent for about five years when I lived in Massachusetts. And I actually, I'm in Maryland now, just became a real estate agent again. 
And real estate agents need to do several things. They need to uh, do first-time homebuyer seminars. They need to do listing presentations. They need to do vendor presentations. They need to present to, to sellers uh, or, or buyers as well. They need to do board, realtor board presentations. They may be in the training part of real estate. So there's always a reason for them to present themselves well to not only their colleagues, but prospects, suspects, customers, and clients. Uh, so so it's it's really important. And, and it's an area that I'm passionate about as well. So I just I just I just enjoy it. Awesome. And uh, so uh, I know you have several books um, and I know they're kind of like your kids, so it's hard to pick a favorite, but if you had to pick one, if, if somebody was just getting introduced to you, what would be the first book that they should read? Man. Yeah, that is hard. Uh, so if I had to place them in order, so there are five, five books that I've um, either written or been a part of. My very first one was a technical book when I was in the e-learning industry. But the book that I would start people with is my second one called 28 Days to a New Me, A Journey of Commitment. And that was a personal development self-help book that I wrote when I was really just kind of getting myself moving in, in the coaching space and just really realigning who I was and what I wanted to do. So I took that experience and put that into that book. And then underneath that, the second one would be find your voice 28 ways to in 28 secrets to inspire you to speak up and speak out. You love that number 28, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's reminiscent of that first book. Oh, so okay. I just kind of, it's know, the sequel. Kept it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great. So real estate agents uh, and pretty much anybody can benefit from this, though. They don't have to be a real estate agent from your book. Uh, no, no. So these these books were written before my focus in the real estate industry where we're working on something, some things now that by next year we'll have a, a little bit more real estate focus. But the concepts and the principles are really global because ultimately what we focus on is that communication space and you can utilize that in a variety of industries. We've just chosen to utilize examples and um, principles or experiences that are specific to real estate. Cool. And you have a podcast as well, right? I do. It's called the What's My Story podcast. It's a little bit on, on a little bit of a hiatus right now because we are revamping so that we can direct a little bit more towards the real estate space. But yes, I've had several podcasts and currently have one. Yes. Awesome. Well, so glad that you've uh, been able to come on here and, and share this with us. And, and so where can a real estate agent who wants to engage with your company go to find more about you and how, what it looks like to work with you? My, where you can find everything about me, all the socials, you can go to RK3, that's me. And you can find all of my information there. There are resources there to get connected with me. There's resources to better and improve your communication. So rk3that's.me is the space that you can find me. rk3that's.me. Is that a website? Yep. yep. Okay. Awesome. That's pretty clever, man. Excellent. <laughs> I like it. Yes, Cool. Sir. Well, Robert, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if you have any outro music. Do you have any outro music? I got we, all sorts we, of stuff. I don't know. If can we can outro. we put can we put something on like a little simmer as a as I take us out? 
Oh, let's go. Hold on. Yeah, get, give me a that. give me a little simmer. Here we go. A little simmer. There it is. Turn it up a little bit. There it is. All right. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap from here. Thank you so much to our guest, Robert Kennedy III, for joining us and sharing some wisdom about how he gets stuff done. You can connect with him directly by going to rk3that's.me. One more time, rk3that's.me. Once again, if you want to keep hearing great content like this, be sure to follow and subscribe on Apple or Spotify. And don't forget to get your own personal DoZone DNA by visiting DoZoneDNA.com. Until next time, remember, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with yours? Yeah. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify. Share this episode with a friend, screenshot it and add it to your Instagram stories, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever works best for you. If you're looking to crush your goals this year and level up your team, we're here to help. To learn more about how our scientifically backed process can increase your company's productivity by up to 300%, head over to unbreakableteams.com. That's unbreakableteams.com.